Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out at Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. What a glorious season this is, and so much to celebrate, including the birth of Christ into our lives. And so we will hear this passage from Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So there's such wonderful songs in this season. We've heard so many of them tonight. Thank you so much, musicians, for sharing so much of your talent with us. Yes. Yes. And we've been doing a series called Songs of the Season in our church, and perhaps there's no better one that's associated with Christmas Eve than Silent Night, which we just sang together. I thought you might want to know a little bit of background on Silent Night. Silent Night was written, the lyrics were written by Father Joseph Moore, who was a Roman Catholic priest serving in Obernoff, Austria. And he served alongside a schoolmaster and organist, Franz Guber, not Hans Guber. We don't need to get in the diehard fight here tonight, but Franz Guber. And they would frequently talk about the fact that there just was not the perfect Christmas hymn. Well, it just so happened one year, right before Christmas Eve, the organ broke. Can you imagine? Yes. <laughs> right? I thought you would appreciate this story, uh, kid. Uh, the organ broke, and so they, they needed to do a hymn on guitar. Yeah. And the, the priest, Father Moore, was looking out over the calm, peaceful, winter, mountainy view. And he came up with the lyrics for Silent Night. And then Franz Guber put them to guitar. And that's how he had it. And, and Franz responded to his friend. He said, friend Moore, you have found it. The right song. God be praised. 
And I got to say, when I hear this story, I have a couple of reactions. First, I appreciate the innovation, right? I appreciate that they were able to turn it around so fast. When the organ was broken, they came up with this, this way of worshiping, just like we have done throughout the pandemic, right? It's in the spirit of Silent Night that we've done all of this work. But the other thing I got to say about this is that a Roman Catholic priest and an Austrian schoolmaster have clearly never actually witnessed a birth. I mean, that song, really, uh, so peaceful. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and maybe it's not their fault. Perhaps they've seen too many paintings like this, right? Let's take a, let's just examine this painting for just a minute here. This is a, this is a Middle Ages painting. And there's lots of problems here. First of all, everybody up there is white, right? It's all, it's all Europeans up there. Um, second of all, the baby is naked, he is not wrapped in swaddling clothes. So the shepherds are going to miss him, right? They've been told, look for the one wrapped in, in snugly or wrapped in, in swaddling clothes. And then the other thing I got to say, that baby looks about three years old. <laughs> right? So no way Mary is peacefully kneeling, <laughs> fully dressed next to that baby. She isn't walking at this point, right? So, so that's probably what's happened, is that's how they've understood birth. They've seen paintings like this, right? Which is why it's good that we have people who can actually be parents in this role now. Um, and it's particularly good that we have women who can stand up here and talk about this story, right? Right. So we all have our birth war stories, right? I've got mine. I have a 19-year-old son, Soren, and the day he was born, I remember very vividly. And here are some of the things that I remember. He was born in Bates Hospital here in Bentonville. He was born in the room that was adjacent to the MRI room, which means that my television was messed up <laughs> because it had magnetic imaging pulling on it all the time so the colors were way out of whack and it was stuck on Nickelodeon so I watched a lot of blues clues waiting for this baby to be born which I thought nah, that's, that's about right right like this is gonna be life for here on now I'm gonna be stuck watching blues clues right also I was in labor for about 32 hours which meant I was in labor overnight and I was I did have pain medicine and the pain medicine overnight caused me to hallucinate that macaroni and cheese was coming to attack me so much that I actually reached for the nurse button and to call her to tell her to come please get the macaroni and cheese out of my room and then I thought that can't be real <laughs> and if I actually say that to a nurse she may not let me leave with this baby so I'll just it'll go away at some point right um when, when I was actually in active labor and they said okay it's time to call the anesthesiologist they called the anesthesiologist and they said he's at dinner and I said where um, I will meet him there. Just let me walk there. And they said, no, no, he's not far away. He'll be here. He'll be there. And then at Bates, they gave, they didn't, um, they, they didn't do the, um, oh, what's the shot in the back? They didn't do that one. They did, it was called an interthecal. It was a one-time shot. And it was great because you could feel the pressure of the contractions, but you couldn't feel the pain. And I thought, this is amazing. And then they said to me, by the way, you have one hour to get this baby out. Otherwise, it wears off and you can't have another one. And I sat up and said, let's go. <laughs> so he was born 55 minutes later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
He was also born in the midst of a shift change. So there was this mass of people. There were both sets of nurses because one set didn't want to leave yet. The other set was coming on. So we had all these people. There were all these fluids. There was all this mess. There were all these tears. Everybody crying. Baby, me, father, everyone. And then after he was born, there was a steady stream of people coming in, doing all tests and checking and teaching us how to wash this child. Because little little history there, my husband and I at the time had never held an infant or changed a diaper when we had one. Yeah. So I was a little overwhelmed. And side effect of interthecal, they said mild itching. My foot. I itched under my fingernails. My hair itched. That's not possible. There's no nerves in this. And my hair itched. It was a wild and crazy chaotic night. And I am sure it was the same the night that Jesus was born. Well, maybe not exactly the same. They didn't have hospitals, right? They didn't have drugs and things like that. But, but let's just think about the fact that there, this takes place in a stable. There are noisy animals around and all kinds of other debris that comes with animals, right? And there is still blood and sweat and tears. There are a whole crowd of angels kicking up a fuss on the hill over there. And some really dirty visitors coming to praise God. It's a mess. It was not a silent night. It was loud and crazy and chaotic. But that's the point of the incarnation. That's what it means to have God born into human form. And to be born in a regular human way. Not some pretty painting way. The point of Jesus being with us was that Jesus was born into our mess. With all the joy, the fear, the work, and the struggle. And so little silence. The next series that we're moving into in our church is called Fully God and Fully Human. And we're going to look at that tension of that reality that God was born into our human life. So we will look at those human moments of Jesus. We will look at the time when Jesus was a punk teenager that needed a stern talking to at least. And we will look at the day that Jesus flipped out and flipped tables. But we will also look at how Jesus reveals and explains what is holy among us. And helps us understand some of those complicated realities of God. Like like why we have baptism. And what the Trinity is. So we'll be doing that through the first part of February. And I invite you to join us in that conversation. But for tonight, for tonight, let's not run from the mess. Let's live in the mess. So tomorrow when your kids are fighting over toys, when there's wrapping paper everywhere, when there's turkey grease or ham rinds, remember that that's the mess that Christ was born into That's what God came to experience and to show us was holy. Because, my friends, we need to rejoice in the chaos of Christmas. 
We need to rejoice in how truly holy and beautiful our lives really are. For they were and they are holy enough for God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.